the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth." This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Last night, my friends, we heard the Christmas story told by St. Luke in his Gospel. It is a most beloved story. We anticipate it every year. It grabs our attention, especially when it is read and listened to in that old King James translation. We hear of there being no room in that inn for Mary and Joseph. We hear the child being born and laid in that manger. We hear the angels and the shepherds coming and rejoicing over the babe in Bethlehem. Today, though, we hear this Christmas story from a different author. We hear the Christmas story from the Apostle John in his Gospel of John. The telling of the Christmas story by John, though, does not have that magical, yes, I repeat, that magical Christmas feeling that we get from Luke. But instead, yes, instead, John's telling of the Christmas story has a somewhat philosophical feel to it. You see, John says this. He says that the Word, yes, the Word becomes flesh and dwelt among us. Yes, this does sound very theological, It sounds very heady and philosophical. The Word, yes, the Logos, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But what on earth does John mean by the term Word? What does he mean by the Word became flesh? Now, a lot of ink has been spilled over paper due to this question of what is meant by the Word Simply stated, though, the Word is the speech of God. The Word is the will and the desire of God. 
So when we hear in the creation story of the world in Genesis chapter 1, it is the word that is speaking and creating the entire world. What this means is that where you find the word, you will find events. Things being created, people being healed, and mighty acts and actions taking place. God does not, I repeat, God does not work apart from speaking his word. But this still does not make a lot of sense to us yet. Well, let's try this. Let's try saying it this way. This eternal spoken word is Jesus. Simply stated, yes, the word is Jesus. Jesus is the word. Now it is beginning to make sense to us. John is saying to us that the eternal word, Jesus Christ, put on flesh and lived among us in that Christmas story long ago. Yes, in the Christmas story, God the Son came to earth to live among us. The word puts on flesh and acts like a human being. This, my friends, is no small point to be ignored. This is actually quite huge. There was an old professor that once wrote today's gospel reading on one of those old dusty blackboards. And then he underlined that phrase that we heard in verse 14. The word became flesh. But then the professor, he paused and he said to himself, that isn't right. And he kind of grumbled to himself. So he erased all those words from the blackboard. And then he proceeded to get on his hands and his knees. He then took that chalk and he wrote on the floor, the word became flesh. Then he got up and he said, that's much better. And then turning to his students while pointing to the floor, those words on the floor, the professors said, the word Jesus became what's sitting in your chair. He became a man. Jesus came all the way down to where you were at. He was born into time and history. No distance for you to get to him. No ladders for you to travel up towards. He's at the very bottom with you. Now, dear friends, This is what John means when he says that the word became flesh. This is what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming to the very bottom to be with you and to be with me too. Frankly stated, the Son of God became man. The one who spoke all things into existence became a helpless infant. The one who feeds all the creatures of the earth is himself fed at Mary's side. The one who sustains and carries the world is carried about by a poor mother and laid in a manger. The word became flesh. The Son of God became a man. But more specifically... Why did Jesus become a man? What is the significance of this for us? Well, actually, two reasons for us to ponder this morning and rejoice over. First is this, that he became man so that he could share in our humanity, understand our pain, live in this veil of tears, and fulfill the obligations of that law in our place. He came to be at our side. And second... He became man so that he could be nailed to a tree for our sins. 
You see, if he was not true man, he could not truly die. And if he was not true God, he could not truly defeat sin, death, and the devil. But as fully God and fully man, the God-man, Jesus Christ, he carried your sin and died your death and freed you from the hell that your sin has deserved. Think of it this way. Adam, yes, Adam, a man, let sin into this world at the very beginning. And Jesus, a man, would be the one who would put sin out. Praise be to God. Therefore, in the midst of this Christmas story, we must never lose sight of the cross and the nails of Calvary. Jesus was born to die for you and for me too. Now, there's an additional aspect of this that we must not overlook, and that is this. After Jesus' birth and death on the cross, we know and we confess, and we will soon come upon this in the Easter season, that Jesus rose bodily. Jesus did not abandon his body, in other words. He did not put off his human body as if it was yesterday's dirty laundry. No, after the crucifixion, Jesus rose bodily. The body that he assumed from the womb of Mary is the flesh that he had after the resurrection. And get this. It is the same flesh and body that he still has right now at the right hand of the Father. Far too many Christians imagine that Jesus is some floaty spirit in heaven without a body, that he has somehow left his body in the tomb before going to heaven. No, may this never be. This is misguided. Jesus' body was changed, no longer carrying that suffering of the cross for sure, but Jesus is in heaven right now with a body. It is a real body with real flesh, with real blood and bone is an everlasting body. And why is this important? It is important because it shows us that our human bodies matter to God. It shows us that Jesus is indeed alive, that sin and death and the devil are not victorious. It shows us that we too will have a resurrected body someday, just like Jesus, bodies without sin, bodies without decay or pain or struggle. So, dear baptized saints, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word, became flesh so that he might be a brother to you. He is not only your creator and your redeemer, but a brother to you, like you in flesh and blood. And so, this Christmas, we give thanks to the Word. We give thanks to Jesus, who became flesh and dwelt among us. What a gift. What a relief. What comfort that he came to us. Yes, we give thanks that Jesus was born to become our brother. We give thanks and pray that the Lord would provide us with confidence and boldness in this life and the grace to live and die within his loving care. We give thanks that Jesus was born, that he died, and that he lives today bodily resurrected for you and for me with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. 
You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.